Hey, this is Mickey, and I'm proud to announce a brand new sponsor. <laughs> so emotional. Uh, they are called Next Pack, N-E-X-T-P-A-K-K. So what are they? They're like a blockchain-based delivery service that's transforming, yes, transforming last mile logistics through a scalable sharing economy. I mean, when you order a package, don't you ever worry that you're not going to be in to receive it or that they're going to leave it on your doorstep and some gypsy's going to come and steal it from you? Or We've all seen the videos, haven't we, online of these package thieves. It's, it's a real problem. So NextPack basically solves this by utilising blockchain technology, that's blockchain technology, to track packages while protecting customer identity and ensuring timely delivery. So NextPack will use sharing economy similar to like Lyft or Uber or Airbnb. Um, so individuals can earn income, additional income, in packet tokens on their free time by receiving and delivering packages. So if you've got a small shop, for example, you, you can it can be a little bit of a hub for, for you know, say, say you own the local bakery in, in a small village. And, um, well, you, you can basically o open that up and, and start receiving packages for people and, and, and earn a little bit of extra dollar, a little bit of extra bread, excuse the pun. Um, so, yeah, I, I like it. I, I really do like it. Uh, so, so you can receive packages and, and if you choose, you, you can actually deliver them as well. So, <sighs> customers will be able to schedule deliveries basically within a one-hour window so it's super, um, super precise, super precise. So I'll share with you a couple of stats, right? E-commerce is a $2.4 trillion industry in 2018 and growing. 30% of Americans have reported package theft and 35% of Americans ship packages to alternate addresses to avoid theft. Next pack solves all this, their ICO, uh, oh no, sorry, their coin offering is live. They have 4.5 out of 5 expert rating on ICO Bench. Go and check them out at nextpack.com, N-E-X-T-P-A-K-K.com. And go and check out the website. They're doing airdrops at the moment um, for all sorts of things. Uh, the, the, all, all the instructions, you can find them on Twitter. Um just let me find out what their Twitter is. I should have had this prepared. I am very sorry indeed, sir. Very sorry indeed, sir. Yeah, so just while I'm logging on, here we are, next pack. Okay, N-E-X-T. Okay, at next pack, at N-E-X-T-P-A-K-K. -K. So if you go to their Twitter handle, it gives you all the instructions about how to receive uh, packer tokens. So, yeah, this is our sponsor. Brand new, shiny sponsor, next pack. Love it. Go and check them out. Mwah. So, if you... <laughs>
if you uh, if you cloned yourself, right? Mm. Would you jerk yourself off? You jerk off your clone? Yeah. No, no, no. Get your get your clone to jerk you off. Wow, that's a that's a mind fuck. <laughs> because think- it's you, isn't it? Uh, my my gut was no. But uh, and, but and, I, maybe I got to think this through and sleep on it. And, and if you did, and if you did, would it make you gay? If it, if it's you. <laughs> Everyone's just looking at you like incredulous, <laughs> like what the fuck is that? But, no, I, mean, I don't think it makes you gay. But it's actually you, though, isn't it? So I mean, if you could do a clone of yourself and then just like uh, you know, you so get wh- in from work and you know you're feeling a bit horny and just like, come on, just. But that's not that far removed from like a, a identical twin jerking off his brother. Oh, <laughs> I think it's a little bit far removed, Willie, <laughs> <really>, from that. <laughs> So let's put it out to the audience. Uh, firstly, if you had a, if you cloned yourself, would you let your clone jerk yourself off? And secondly, does that make you gay? And so you, <laughs> you, you came up with this? Yeah, I was thinking about it the other day because uh, I was. Um, uh, that sounds like a Reddit like. Uh, <laughs> Who'd you rather? So, kinda... Yeah, I heard something about cloning, and then I thought, if I clone myself, and then I was thinking. Uh, I, Try, I'd like send myself out for errands and if I didn't want to go to a meeting I'd send myself out for a meeting and then I thought hmm what about like oi and having sex with oi and and then I thought hmm what where's about? the line <laughs> 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 that's really funny uh, anyway uh welcome to this strange life strangers uh I'm Mickey uh what am I going to call myself today I think I think I'm going to go with the, the conduit between the freaks and the geese because oh. that's oh okay it, it feels like it feels right yeah it feels right I think I'm that midpoint between cool people and nerds because I'm uh, so how nerdy cool. are you uh, not nerdy at all but I'm also not cool oh. so uh, that's just, why I just... sit in the middle somewhere and also I'm not very intelligent. Uh, but quite intelligent in other ways. Uh-huh. So anyway, yeah. Uh, who are you? I'm the conduit between the ties and the Americans. Willie Delius. <laughs> what does that? So you are um, like like translation wise, or just like no. cu- culturally? Culturally, yeah. I'm kind of a demigod in both, master <laughs> of none. <laughs> Adonis. <laughs> uh, Jimmy, our third wheel. Jimmy the chin. Pop pickers. <laughs> Pop uh, pickers. A nice savvy Jimmy. Um, A.K.A. Ryan Bredbin. <laughs> I always love to just wait for that final little bit. And, uh, nice I missed of, you guys. On yeah, yeah. Nice of you to We missed you. So we you did a hangout, uh, so, but we might not put it out. Or, or we might put it out as a bit of a special a bit later because we got in some heavy subjects. True. Uh, quite deep subjects, didn't we? And um, We went deep. Yeah, we did, man. Yeah, um, yeah we went deep on depression. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. We should, I feel like we should do it again, but <laughs> we, we, we're not going to, right? I don't think tonight's the night. All right, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll put it out a different time. But, yeah. Um, did you hear about uh, there's been two tons of cocaine two tons yeah yeah four thousand pounds yeah of cocaine i mean imagine what that looks like a, i was just gonna ask you is yeah. a thousand is it a thousand kilograms right a ton it's a i think it's a little bit over isn't it i thought it's a ton was two thousand pounds so, yeah yeah two point so. two kilogram pounds to the kilogram or, or the other way around yeah <laughs> so yeah two thousand two hundred pounds it would no 
Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't think it matters too no, much. But No, but listen to this, man. It, it sounds like that these dudes thought they'd fucking got away with it. They were nearly in England, right? But um, So they've been charged after a yacht carrying what is thought to be a second biggest haul of cocaine found in the UK was intercepted off Cornwall. They were nearly there, 120 miles off. Uh, 59 and 44-year-old uh, Dutch nationals. Um, but it, it, what what I found interesting is that... Uh, the, the the investigation went between fucking uh, involving police in Portugal, France, the Netherlands, along the UK National Maritime Information Centre and Joint Maritime Analysis and Operations Centre Narcotics in Lisbon. So these guys weren't just on the fucking radar, but they were on everyone's fucking radar. It was like, imagine, and, and you've seen these like uh, banged up abroad. Mm. Oh, I fucking... From listening to that Joey Diaz podcast the other day, I watched Midnight Express. Oh, wow. Have you seen it? Of I watched course. it two days ago, man. For the first time? Yeah. Oh, wow. Fucking brilliant. Fuck me, man. Have you seen it, Willie? No. So it's about this American dude who, who he, he tries to True smuggle story. some hashish out of Turkey in the 70s or something. Yeah. And he's, only, he's, he's not got that much. It's like strapped to his body. It's a lot. It's like several kilos, I think, isn't yeah. it? And the fucking worst thing is, Willie... That like they they let him through the security, they let him on the bus, they fucking like he's all the way. To he's the he's fucking just about plane. to board the plane, isn't he's he? Just he's about out, to actually board the on plane. the tarmac, isn't yeah. he? If I if I remember correctly. Yeah. And fucking hell, what a movie! It's fucking brilliant, man. And uh, basically, this there's this like fat kind of Turkish sergeant who's always like sweating, and he does this really weird thing where he, the, the psycho. Yeah. He's like always shaking his head and he's got these two like fat little sons who he, oh, who he brings yeah, in man. in, in his like these really like, like gay the school sort of uniforms. School uniforms, yeah, 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 to yeah. watch him beat like these other fucking he's people. A fucking so, so, but, psycho. Yeah. And and basically so this guy's in prison and this is this is like Turkish guy who sells all the uh contraband, the cigarettes and the food and all this shit. And everybody hates him. And this this one guy, it's there's a so there's an American guy and there's an English guy with him who's got these glasses on and he loves this cat. Oh, And they fucking man. hang... He hangs... This Turkish guy hangs his cat, man. Oh, so, Jesus. So the American guy beats the fucking shit out of him and he bites yeah. his tongue off. <laughs> so he's, like, smacking him and he, like, goes down and, like... You, you, like, see him, like... It almost looks like he's kissing him. Uh-huh. And then he brings his mouth up like that and then in slow motion, he, like, goes... And his tongue like flies out. <laughs> but it's like it's the seventies, so the act, the acting is is good for the time, but still like nowhere near as, yeah. as good as it should be. He now. loses it, doesn't he? The the he English guy after his it, cat goes, man, doesn't he? Yeah. And they're all walking around that fucking yeah, circle yeah. thing. Yeah, so man, they, they get put into the psychiatric ward. Deep shit, man, you know. Uh, yeah. And he fucking escapes, man, at the end. He puts on a guard's uniform and he walks right out of there and it's yeah, he so no, oh, this was the other thing. He he got like two or three years or something, didn't he? And then like thirty days, oh, thirty yeah, yeah, days yeah. before he's supposed to be released, he's like, you see, <laughs> his lawyer comes in and says, "I need to talk to you." He walks out saying, "Hey, lawyer, got thirty days," and he says, "I've got bad news for you." Well, they're re-looking at your trial, and he gets thirty years. Oh, he gets another thirty years, man. Oh, just oh, can't man. Am- that might be the worst. 
Yeah, yeah. One yeah. of the worst feelings. Yeah. Thinking you're out. It's fun. Mate, you've got to watch if it. You it's a classic it, movie. It's, it's a fantastic movie. But have, did you, have you seen the guy on Banged Up Abroad? They've got him... Uh, which one? He, he's one of the, well, the fucking Midnight Express one. Oh, he's been on Banged Up Abroad. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. So oh, you actually wow. get to see the guy. So that would be yeah. a good, good one for you to follow oh, up man. and, yeah, and yeah, watch. Yeah. Have you ever it's seen Banged YouTube. Up Abroad? Uh, yeah, of Cliffs. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, Abs- It's a great show. Harrowing. Very harrowing because I, I know that I could get myself into some shit, you know, yeah. like not meaning to and, you know, maybe I'm a bit short of money and I decide to do something stupid. Something risky. So when... I see these people, I can really very well put myself in their right. situation. And I, the, the bit, the bit, on I don't Midnight go down Ex- those rabbit holes. Yeah. yeah. The, Willie, the bit on Midnight Express where he's, he's putting chewing gum in his mouth and he's sweating and he's like, he's at the airport and, you know, and, and they search his bag and, and they said, the, the, there's like, it, uh, you can hear like the heartbeat on the movie, like, dum, 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 dum. And you fucking right there with him, man. It's fucking brilliant. And that was, I mean, he'd done it quite a few times, hadn't he? I, I don't think know. That was like his, I, I don't know. It wasn't the first time he'd done it, put it that uh, way. I thought it yeah. All right, okay. Yeah, I thought he yeah. was, but oh, it was in the movie, though, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I, but I think he'd, you know, he'd, he'd done it quite a few times. He's just a LA surfer bum, bum guy, you know? Okay. Yeah, man. Hmm. And he's, uh, I think originally it was on the Magic Bus, which sort of goes uh, through, through, and through Afghanistan yeah. and all that sort of stuff. Um, and that's, that, that's weird, isn't it? The hippies used to go through Afghanistan. Man, it used to be like a really cool, like, traveling right. place. Mm. And now you get your fucking dick chopped off if you go through there. <laughs> but, yeah, man. So this is... this. Listen to this, though, right? It's saying that the last haul... Uh, in in the UK, was um, well, uh, the, the 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 biggest one was three tons, right? With five hundred and twelve million street value. So this is two thirds of that. So it's like three hundred million. Wow, my god, hundred million. Imagine being hundred and twenty miles off Cornwall, million. thinking, yeah, we've done it. We're 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 home free, man. And then. Woo, woo, woo. Please pull over your boat. This is the UK Coast Guard. I'd be straight into that stash, man, and fucking bury my head in there, man. You know, let's go happy. That's interesting. (laughs) Do you think you could, like, OD yourself in, like, 10, 15 minutes, just line after line after line after line and just die? I don't know why you want to. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) I mean, they're going away for a long time, aren't they? We're talking 20 years there. Yeah. God, yeah. But English prisons ain't so bad. You know, you just got to worry about getting radicalised by Muslim gangs. And, <laughs> you know, getting sugar, hot boiling sugar water thrown on your fig. Do they have that? a photo of what the stash looked like? like no, is it just no, insurmountably just, just big? The boat. Um, the boat seems like pretty... Um, 4,000 pounds is just insanity. That's the boat there. The, oh, you haven't got your glasses yeah. on, have you? But that, that's, that's that little white one there. Can I see it again? You can see uh, the border force boat next to it. Oh, yeah, okay. But, I mean, two tons, it's a lot, isn't it? But not yeah. a lot for when if you're on a If it can fit in that, I thought it was, I was expecting it to be bigger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They probably really pack it down. Mm. So, yeah. oh, man, that's nuts. What? What are you showing us? There's a picture of it. That's what three tons looks like. <laughs> that would never fit on the boat. What? Yeah. Fucking hell, man. That is crazy. That's fucking crazy, dude. 
So, yeah, I, th- I think there's a big warning for us all. Don't take drugs across borders. <laughs> so or, close to thinking about it. You know? <laughs> or, or at least don't do it yourself. Yeah, employ a, a mule. To Get do a mule. Fun. Find a mule on <laughs> Craigslist. Yeah. In fact, do, <laughs> yeah. just find an actual mule. There you uh, go. Just uh, like walk to the board and then poof, kick it up the ass and get it to run across the board. Man, that'd be a good way to smuggle drugs. You trained a bunch of animals. Maybe yeah. some. I bet somebody's done that I in bet Mexico. It's been done, huh? Maybe you yeah. could like get like a massive flock of birds and just tie a one gram onto each bird. Yeah. And then shoot them out the fucking sky. I bet that. I bet everything we're talking about now has been, been done. thought of or done. Yeah. I bet you anything because you you could get a fucking couple of goats or something in the Mexican desert and then shove their put coke up their asses well think of if you're trying to move drugs how long your brainstorming sessions probably are to figure out how to do it safely yeah. you know and then, <laughs> and then and then all the different ways no all, rock all the different ways that you consider it then then they get found out and shut down so you've got to think of a new one yeah, that's why criminals are always at the forefront of like technology yeah. and uh any kind of risk-taking behavior what what i found find weird though willie is that what's going on over there Okay. But, um, these tunnels that they build, like un- like from Mexico yeah. right into the United States, but they're pretty fucking long, aren't they? Yeah. Like my- maybe not a mile, I don't know, but pretty long, right? I would guess there has been like some that are that long. Yeah, El Chapo's got all sorts of shit. <laughs> he was like, he's the got like an master, underground, uh, like an underground tunnel system going yeah. on. <laughs> Remember when he escaped and like he was just so gone? Like, yeah, geez. But El Chapo. Th- there's some uh, conspiracies about that, isn't there? That he actually just walked out the door. Really? And that the, 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 the photos of him behind that little, uh, like half height wall, like disappearing down the thing, are just that Bogus. they were just taken. Yeah, but yeah. he just walked out the door, and because the authorities basically they can't fucking do shit all. Yeah. I was watching a thing about Juarez the other day. Yeah. Uh, you know that town on the Mexican border, and basically fucking Pete is like. The, the death toll there is higher than Iraq or Afghanistan or something. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. It's interesting. My my folks spend a ton of time there. In Juarez? No. They're not dealers, <laughs> Mexico. <are> they? <laughs> They're retired, and they do a lot of sailing, and they go down to around Mexico and travel all throughout Mexico and have seen very little in, in their time there. So I don't think it's... Uh, it's you it's know not it's, tourists it's, though they're not going to bother tourists are they for I the mean? most part no but I mean they're they're there for months at a time you know and they're all over the country so mm. I thought that I like I would hear more crazy stories from them there's out no of them, pirates and shit down there though. pirates yeah not as so much in Mexico I think when you get a little bit farther down more towards Belize. like the Panama Belize area mm. they'll take some risks and yeah. hijack your boat and stick you up for some money and stuff That's like what, that uh, speaking of Belize you know um, uh, what's his face McAfee. Yeah. That's where he lived, isn't it? And Great he, documentary about him. If you haven't watched it, yeah, yeah, man. yeah. But he is uh, a hammocks. <laughs> yeah, hammock. Yeah, shitting yeah. through. Yeah. yeah, I was watching your mum's house uh, earlier with um, Christina and Tom. Yeah, and they had Ari on, and uh, they they had like these interviews with like three girls who said, yeah, they used to sit on hammocks and open, put a slit in it and then shit in his mouth. Yeah, is that true? Yeah, I Wait, mean, should we tweet well, him why, now? Why, why, why would they all lie? Should we tweet exactly. McAfee now? And ask him, isn't it meant to be in hospital or something, McAfee? I haven't well, heard much from him lately. On his life, wasn't yeah, it? he's got all sorts of weird shit I, going on. I saw that, and I didn't even bother reading the article. I'm like, fake news. No, when you when you watch that uh, when you watch that documentary, you realize that is a crazy human. You oh know, yeah, like man, that guy's he's just insane. Out there, man, but he's got enough brains and uh, charisma that he's just 
and then he got so lucky early in his career that now he has this huge platform that whatever he does is news, you know? Yeah, but yeah. That's a crazy guy. Yeah. You know? Yeah, he's, uh, he's fucking, he's a rock star. Yeah, it's, it's weird, isn't it, that you can have, like, one idea. Yeah. Even if you're not, I mean, I'm sure... I'm sure most people who, who are multimillionaires are brilliant people, but then there are the odd people who just have an idea and they're there at the right time, yeah. right place, right so time. So much of that shit is timing, you know? Yeah. Even with that company, you guys remember McAfee Security Software when in the 90s on computers? Sure. He only ran that company for like a short it's period a of time. Years. Yeah. And so he, re- he wrote some of the initial software and then like it became apparent that he was just uh, into shenanigans, not building a business and they bought him out and used his name. You know, it's not like he even built an empire. He just, yeah, it's kind of interesting. I, I, cause you know, when you're a kid, you see McAfee security software, you're like, Oh shit, you know, must be a yeah. big important dude. I, but I mean, I think we can all agree is, that McAfee's is a just a loser, nut. isn't they, they he? They were fucking all over the desks and yeah. just doing wild <laughs> hey, shit, man. Hey, yeah. All us three sat here talking about how much of a loser McAfee is, and we're like sat in a fucking shitty office recording. I'm not saying he's a fucking loser, man. I'm not saying he's a loser. He's he's just out there, man. I am. He's a fucking loser. Before I forget, uh, just sort of on the subject of cocaine and things, um, have you guys seen Narcos? Yeah, love it. Bits and pieces, but not not all three seasons. It's fucking fantastic, isn't it? So, two so seasons, well oh, three seasons. So, it's not El Chapo now. There's a fourth now. season coming, coming out. Oh, yeah. yeah. I fucking and this love is, it. this is in Mexico, Brilliant. the fourth oh, season. Oh, good idea for that, yeah. And you guys probably heard there was a... What they do is they send a, they send a few scouts out to locations that they're filming um, to speak with the gangs, blah, blah, blah. And one got killed. And one of the, and the, one yeah. of the scouts got killed, yeah. Why? By a ga- drug by, gang. By, by gang. Like... For he fucked up something or, or somehow yeah something, got, huh? got too got too deep in man yeah wow. they do it to reporters as well when reporters go deep inside and I would think that that would be kind of a no no for the cartel because it just draws so much obvious attention to, you know to to them but maybe they're just so untouchable it don't matter yeah, they're, they're above the law they're beyond they, they are the law yeah what what, what always uh, interests me though is when people go undercover man in mm, there like yeah. uh, cops. Not just in Mexico, but into gangs in in America as well, and they right. get tattoos, yeah. and they fucking well, they, they, they create Nebraska, some, yeah. they create crime, uh, make do crimes and shit. And yeah, I think even sometimes kill some people. Serious right? balls to do that. Yeah, man. I, fucking hell! Imagine doing that. Like, imagine doing that, and then you've got to go home to your missus. Yeah. Yeah. So you you got to fucking completely change from this compartmentalized complete yeah. maniac. Can you go home to your missus at the end of the day? I mean, well, well they do see it as just a job, don't they? But it it takes over their life. Yeah, but if of they're course. in a gang, like, what do they do? Like, go to their house and say, "Okay, guys, see you tomorrow." They walk in the house and then walk out the back door and go to another house or something like that. I mean. Because if you're in a gang, you're tight, aren't you? And you're going to know where each other live and all this shit. But maybe not. I don't know. Maybe it's not so much family men are the ones that are doing doing those kind of things. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, probably. babe. <laughs> Hi, darling. Kiss yeah. on the cheek. Oh, that's, fucking massive, like, 69 that's fucking Raul out there, tattoo yeah. on his forehead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It'd be like, uh, who is it? Uh, on Goodfellas. When uh, Joe Pesky, where, where Joe Pesky and uh, the two other guys, 
they, they've got a they've got Ray the fucking Liotta. guy. Yeah, Ray Liotta. They got yeah. the guy in the in the trunk. Yeah, and they need to go home and get a big fucking kitchen knife to finish him off. And his mum's cooking, and they yeah. just sort of sat around the table. <laughs> they're like, "Oh, this is just what we need." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Well, that's kind of always the juxtaposition of those uh, like gangster shows or movies, you know, like The Godfather or Sopranos. Is that they can be like sympathetic, love loving family men, yeah, and then they just go they whack love their people. Don't always love their yeah. mums. Like yeah. Sopranos is awesome. Man. Yeah. Do you know what? Fucking amazing. Not seen it. None of it? I'm going to have to start right yeah. in the beginning. And I wonder if mates. that'll hold up. I think it will. It will. Yeah. It will, yeah. It will. Yeah, he's not dead that now, old. He? Yeah. Gandolfini. Mm. Yeah, he was Great a, actor. He was a right fat fuck. <laughs> no, I mean, brilliant actor, but he, he just lived life to the full, didn't he? He was like... Was he a party animal or just oh, eating? Yeah. <laughs> Apparently when he died, he had fucking everything in his system. Like oh, really? Coke, fucking beer, spaghetti. Beer. <laughs> spaghetti <laughs> balls. <Yeah>. <laughs> Chicken <laughs> parm. <laughs> <laughs> a whole Italian menu. Yeah, but no, you you'll. I think you'll love The Sopranos, but it is funny, isn't it? I yeah. mean, it's fucking hilarious, man. Mm. It's really good. Listen really to this, good. man. I, I was, uh, you know, we talk about school and stuff, right? Listen to this story I read in the paper the other day. Jimmy, you'll fucking love this, right? Silence, please is a common refrain in schools, but one secondary school is going further by being the first in the country to enforce it between lessons. Pupils have to walk in an orderly line between classes without talking to a calm environment at Albany School in Havering, East London. They also have to stay quiet when queuing in the playground, in their form groups before morning lessons and after break. Head teacher Val Mason, 51, said the number of pupils in isolation for poor behaviour halved in just a month. Uh, but listen to this, right? There are several reasons why we did it. We wanted a calm and academic atmosphere, high end in a, like a high-end institution. And the second reason is, listen to this, is that we believe in equality for all. Even so, the, the meekest, most underconfident child should be given the ch space to grow. And the third is that silence creates a very mutual, respectful relationship between students and staff. Imagine that. We've all been kids at school, bouncing off the so, fucking walls with energy, and the, and the biggest release you got was in between lessons, walking with your mates. You could shout and run down the corridors and fucking let off a bit of fucking steam. And so is this a secondary school? In England, yeah. yeah. Fucking hell. Isn't that mad? That is, that is fucking crazy, man. I mean, it's... School is bad enough, um, and I don't want to cover old ground here, but... Uh, how was school for you, Willie? Uh, we'll, we'll cut the other shit out, though, <laughs> right? Uh, good, for the most part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it was for me as well. Uh, like, I, I enjoyed it. I had good friends and stuff. And uh, one bully, a little bit of a bully, a year older than me. But the thing is, I hated being in lesson, you know, having to sit still in lesson. And I, th I think people are, are taught to deny their inner instincts to just, Fucking kids run around and create chaos. Isn't it mad? Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> to keep quiet between... I mean, I can, I can it, see it in class, but... I, I think it's a fucking ridiculous rule. Um, but that uh, second reason, though, to keep... To, so it's an equal playing field for the meekest person so well, they can grow and... There, what, what, you, what they're doing there is they're... Def they're they're defining a, a sort of a society in inverted commas 
based on the weakest person of that of that group, mm. which is completely the reverse of yeah. how the fucking real world works. Because you're know? not you're not lifting people up. I, what what everyone should be doing is lifting people up to yeah. the highest not person, pushing people down to the to, lowest, to lowest person. Right. Yeah. yeah, it's fucking. It's insane. It seems like common sense to me. If it was me, I'd be encouraging boisterous and, and animalistic behaviour in class. Let people fucking swing off the light bulbs <laughs> and shit. I mean, that's what kids want to do, isn't it? Uh, have you seen these well, schools? Well, that's what boys want to do, yeah. Have, have you seen these nature schools? Uh, they have in America and they have them in the UK now, where basically all the lessons are outside all day, every day. No. And instead of, I think it's only pre, I think it's only primary school. What do you call it in, what's it called primary school in America? Mm, yeah. It's like up to 11 years old. I forget. A, a, anyway. Yeah. Uh, so what they do is they go out into the forest and they learn about this tree is this species and you can eat this and you can't eat that. And, you know, they'll, they'll do like, subtraction by putting five leaves on the floor and take one away and how many leaves are left and yeah. you know so it's it's that kind of thing and they get to run around and be outside all day you know in these small classes that's, that's fucking brilliant that's, yeah. that's fantastic i wish that's what i could have done i mean sat in these small fucking shitty rooms in a in a rows you know in and you you fucking you've got like horrible chewing gum under the fucking desk and you know the fucking teacher is is a is a fucking religious nut and they want to make your life a misery it's just <laughs> oh man i went to catholic school as well so okay. i think you did as well jimmy no i went to church of england oh did you oh yeah. saint aidan's yeah. yeah and saint peter's right mm. yeah so saint robert's my primary school was run by nuns Fucking nuns, man, and they uh, were, can't they were, they were horrible. And you know, I said it on the David Klein episode that you know you have this guilt and you carry it with you, right? But I was thinking, and, and this ties as well into into uh, life in general and the rat race. And I was thinking, like psychedelic, you know, if you do psychedelics, why are psychedelics so? Or they have been traditionally so prohibited, and that's because have, have you you've done acid right, or you've you've done mushrooms? Uh, maybe you don't want to say for legal reasons, but um, when you do it, doesn't the no w <laughs> wink <laughs> doesn't the world and the rat race and nine to five just seem ridiculous? Right. Yeah. It seems so it. fucking dumb. It seems so fucking stupid and such a piss poor way of of living. The, no wonder these these fucking chemicals have been, you know, shut down and, and kept away from us because, w w you know, if like in the 60s, people were people were starting to realise and that's why there was nearly a revolution because people were starting to realise, man, that, that it was all fucking bullshit and the government had to fucking do something, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> wasn't there but sounds like they did yeah so so what was your point well my, just my, that it makes you think different well my point is is that it is ridiculous you know being in the nine to five and, okay. and being the rat race it, it is a ridiculous thing and, and it is it is a, a contrived uh situation yeah and i, I don't know the, the more the older i get and I don't know, the more freedom I want 
Freedom in what regard? In 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 work, in in the choices I make, and in who you, I work for, and stuff like you that. You kind of have that now, don't you? I I, Which I, is, I, I do, but yeah. you know, but that becomes more important. You're saying as you've gotten older. Well, well, no, but what I'm finding at the moment is that this consultancy work isn't bringing me as much money in as I as I thought it would, <laughs> and. Uh, you know, and my portfolio's in this shit. So now I'm yeah. thinking, well, am I going to have to go back to nine to five work? And right. The thought yeah. of it is fucking oh, killing me. Oh, I see, me. I see, I see. It's gotcha. killing me, man. Yeah. The 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 whole. You're very constrained about, in that. You know, you're very constrained in the structure of your day and your week is not yours to decide, which is tough. Yeah. And uh, that's definitely a real kind of freedom. You you know, like financial freedom freedom of time, freedom of what you want to do, you know? Mm. Yeah. I think that's, uh, I think about that stuff a lot too. So this, yeah. I mean, this is why I'm trying to like grab as much money as I can at the moment and pull it in to, yeah. so I can have that freedom. But at the moment, I just like the fact that I can wake up in the morning and go for a run. Yeah. That's huge. You know, yeah. Before I start work and if I start work at nine thirty or 10 o'clock, it's not a big deal. Yeah. You know, you, you have to be in the office, Mike, for eight thirty and, with every fucking other cunt in the office and but everyone's tired. And isn't it interesting, though, how few people live their life like that, like that are able to... Who make choice. Make, make their, freedom. you know, live their life in a... what well, you know, while still making a good living and uh, being productive, they're self-motivated and they can, you know, f- mm. complete control and autonomy of when they want to do what. Oh, man. That's huge. That sounds so sexy to me. <laughs> I was listening to the high side chats today with Greg Carwood, and he, he was talking about his 10 lost years in retail. Oh. Uh, he basically worked for 10 years in, in some shitty shop. And now he's, I think he's about six or seven years into his podcast, and he's four years into uh, his paid podcast yeah. it's like the fourth anniversary of his paid show wow and he's got thirty thousand downloads a week a show uh and i fuck knows how many are paid but yeah it's it, he's just put it because he, he was basically saying that he, he was really sorry because he was putting it up from six to eight dollars oh that so it was within that context yeah of, yeah and it, did I they just, use patreon to no, no subscribers or do they no, get their own system inside the website yeah oh, cool yeah and he does a he does an extra so it, every show he does he does one extra hour for his um for his paid customers and i bet he has a thousand yeah so that's eight thousand dollars a month and that's significant dollars yeah that's a lot of money it's great man if you can monetize this shit but, yeah but it's, it's so interesting what he said willie today he was like he listens back to his early shows and he can sense the panic in his voice uh, and, and he can sense the frustration. Yeah. Th- those are the exact two words he used, huh. panic and frustration in his voice. And now he, he looks back and he, and he says, he basically said that, don't worry. He said, as long as you're on the right path, as long as you're doing what, what you want to do and you've made the first step to start doing it. Yeah. Right, that's the first thing, man. We yeah. all three of us have started doing it, right? And we're trying, and we're going to try and build this up, and yeah, and, and keep going, and, and it's going as well as I hoped it could. But you know, you, you sometimes when you are despondent, you wish you did have a few more listeners, but then you think, just keep going, just yeah. keep fucking going. I mean, if we're still doing this in five years' time, which yeah. I fucking well hope we are, because I, well, I will be. I, I just <laughs> hope you two will be there with me, but. It just, I, I I can't envision a situation where we're not doing well. Right. Yeah. If you stick with it and keep trying to build it, I think, I think it'll get built. But but also my question though is like, 
having more listeners, what, what is the satisfaction of having more listeners beyond the more, more money um, and building a community? What, what do you think that actually means to him or what would it mean to you? Uh, I, I think uh, I'll just be very honest, Willie, that more listeners equals monetization okay. and that equals freedom. So it's just the, the money to, to, uh, is, isn't it also about, sorry, isn't it also about, you know, delivering that value to yeah. a larger group of people? Absolutely. Right. Okay. Don't get me wrong. And then the well, money comes yeah, after that. Well, I, I, I do, think that's kind of where you were. Yeah. yeah. I want to deliver a podcast that's fucking good. And right now we're getting paid fuck all and I'm still doing it. I still love doing it. I will continue to do it. What I'm saying is though, is if I could give up my other work and this could be my main job. Yeah. And, you know, you, you could earn a few thousand bucks a month each. Then we could really concentrate on it and we could really make it better and we could really fucking get the right guests and yeah. and, and deliver something. I, I, I mean, I think we're delivering something great now. Don't get me wrong. I, I think... I just I, think I that's know. not our path. Like, that would be great, you know, but it's just just not our path for like a lot of reasons you know there's just too well, much resistance to to everybody to give up their their other shit and pour all that into the podcast would be such a risk for everyone you know yeah yeah right now yeah but but what but save that's why i'm saying that's not our path like <sighs> the way it looks right now yeah, yeah you know yeah but hopefully if we keep doing it then yeah then you know the, the listening figures and, and the numbers will will get to a point where we can be free and we can be free of other shackles you know of the, of the nine to five and, yeah. and that that's all i want to be yeah free from nine to five and that's what i'm striving to be because it fucking does my head in man just having to be somewhere every day at a certain time it's yeah it's so, definitely not natural isn't it <laughs> <laughs> the look bummer. on your face there man it's like yeah <laughs> no but uh, I, out, yeah it's yeah uh, just uh i was listening to the second episode of a uh, a new podcast well second episode um i'm not going to say the the podcast name or or who you know is is there but these guys are pretty well known i mean they they've got youtube subscribers in the hundreds of thousands yeah. individually and um Give yourselves a, t a pat on the back because I think, you know, we we the the value that they delivered from the w nearly two hours that they had, they they were just sort of fumbling around. You could you could sense that that was the, the yeah. they were really fumbling around, and it it just didn't connect. So I actually thought, wow, you know. If these guys have got the hundreds of thousands of YouTube subscribers, and uh, you know we're what are we, eighteen episodes in or whatever? Twenty-three or something now, yeah. yeah. There's something, something. There's a bit of je something ne sais special. Quoi, there's something you know? special. Um, there's something there, yeah. I think there's something uh, special. And I'm not sort of looking at that in in a sort of in inflated sort of you know, uh, you know, but. I just simply was was comparing what our second episode. Tell us who it is. I'd rather not, if that's okay. Yeah, we don't want to start beef, do we, with the podcast? <laughs> or do we? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Maybe it might ramp up our listening figures. 
<laughs> but yeah. uh, no, it, you know, I, I was just looking, tr- I was looking at that objectively, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, because I love these guys and I'm like, wow, you know, I mean, I, I wasn't expecting it to be. Yeah, it's like paying your dues, you know, like figuring out that podcast game. I think, what were the two words that they used the last podcast on the lift? Fr- frustration and panic. and panic. I think we could all relate to that too. And you know, mm. probably if we were to go back and listen to our early episodes there I'm sure there was about of panic of like oh shit what comes next yeah when I we're trying to for this when we're trying to steer guests yeah. in a certain direction or when we're doing our hangouts and we perhaps a look well you hear it with me all the time trying to find the right word to say and sometimes <laughs> i'm just like a fucking retard but anyway i, I don't think we should talk about ourselves too much but I, I just want people out there to know that w- we fucking love what we're doing and and i i can feel there's something special going on and i think if we keep at it then then we'll be fucking we'll be really good man yeah i, I really do believe that but yeah it's just the, the thought of going back man to <laughs> to that office it, it drives me mad <laughs> it just drives me mad honestly I, I I don't know what I'd do if... I thought you had a salary with your consulting thing. I do. So you live a frugal lifestyle. How do you... Where is this money going? <sighs> What's this black hole? No, 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 no. I, I do. Um, but right now, there's not a lot of work on the horizon. I see. So yeah. so what what we do in the business is we, we cut our salaries uh, to a bare minimum, so it lasts us for rainy days. Got so it, I'm, got I'm on it, got like it. a minimal salary. Got it, yeah. Right now, so trying to top it up with other stuff. Right, and uh, <laughs> investing's not great right now. Exactly, but yeah. uh, you know, you. it will come along. And right, if I have to go and work again, I'll have to go and work again. And yeah, I'm I'm highly employable, so <laughs> maybe not. I don't know. Uh, yeah, oh, I'm sure you are, but definitely uh, puts in perspective sometimes when you see people here working shit jobs and you realize like oh god you know maybe i don't have it that bad or you know even what we're talking about ain't that yeah. bad when you see a truck full of people at 7 a.m getting driven to their work oh, site and you're no. just like think to yourself oh man Willie. Th- that's a real day's work right there <laughs> Willie, you just reminded me of something so cool uh sorry not cool actually and today's sponsor is Zestcoin. It's an excellent masternode project with an equally great use case. What? Charity. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we all want to make money in crypto, don't we? We all we're all looking for something, aren't we? We I mean, for me it's it's comfort. I'm looking for comfort and I'm looking for freedom and hopefully the money that I make in crypto will, will generate that for me. But wouldn't it be lovely as you were doing that to give something back along the way. Well, Zest has, has, has five designated charity pools. Uh, Rapid Relief, Scholars Club, Prosperity Pool, Club Zest, and Athletic Pool, right? Masternode holders can nominate charities they feel fit each category, and then the community votes on which are best, and dollars will be donated to them. Additionally, Zest uses its smart growth approach to address inflation and keep the coin price high, whilst also allowing Masternode holders to earn passive income. It's great. It's got a strong development team. It's got an active community. You can go and join the Discord uh, and and join in the discussion there. Um, You can buy 
buy it on CoinExchange and Cryptopia, but you can go and learn more about the project at zestcoin.io. And I know some people listening to this podcast aren't crypto dudes. So a masternode basically is really simple. You buy a bunch of coins, you put them in your wallet, and then you earn more coins every month. Interest. You earn interest. So if you have a Zest Masternode, right, it would give you, according to Masternodes Pro, no, Masternodes.online, and I don't know if this is up to date, uh, a weekly income of $129 and a monthly income $554 and a yearly income of $6,700 just for buying a Zest Masternode. It costs you $2,500, I think. So, ah. Uh, yeah, Zest, a new This Strange Life sponsor, and I'm just incredulous at those statistics. What a great coin. What a great team. Glad to have them as a sponsor. Love those guys. Go, go and check them out, peeps. Zest. Zest.io. Sorry, Zestcoin.io. Go and check them out, guys, at Zestcoin.io. Peace. But, uh, you know, at the end of my story, there's, yeah. uh, there's a building site going on. Every night, about 8 o'clock, this truck arrives. And it goes beep, beep, beep. And fucking, just to get a seat on the bus, as it's driving down the road, all the fucking builders, all the construction staff are running and jumping onto the back <laughs> of the truck. So it doesn't even stop? Uh, no, shit. it does. It does but, come to a stop, but they want to get on first just to get a seat for their like one hour fucking drive home or whatever it is wow. because some people have to stand. Yeah. After they've been at work for all 12 day. fucking hours all Hard day. Hard as shit. And I was just thinking, well, you know, yeah. life ain't that bad actually, is it? When, when you think about stuff like that. It is. It, that's all true, but it's like you, that kind of stuff doesn't stick with you long term. You know, you need to be, you need reminders about stuff like that. You know, it's like you that'll do. that'll hit you and it'll be a good reminder. But it's hard to have that in your conscience mm. all day. But um, yeah, remember I said in the other episode, Willie, that we did the other day that uh, about that uh, documentary called Happy People, Life in the Tiger. Yeah, in Siberia, Jimmy. All these people do every day is basically they, they go out and they trap their own food, they grow their own vegetables, whatever, and, and that's their life. Uh, and I think they sell a bit of the, the fish they catch or the, or the animals they trap or whatever to get a bit of booze or vodka or whatever they drink over there. And I think that's what our reward system is set up to, to do, don't you? Fishing, mm. trapping food, growing our own vegetables and stuff. There's There's yeah. a really lovely feeling you get i mean me and i have done it uh we, we've got a couple of plants on our balcony and just tending to those plants and, and seeing them grow it gives you such a nice feeling doesn't it have you guys heard the term rent seeking no it's a big it's a, like kind of a buzzword in the bitcoin community right now and rent seeking is like any kind of job you do where you don't add value but you get paid for it oh, so like right. any kind okay. of bureaucratic shit mm. And I was thinking about that, like why, like adding value is like so important, but why, like, why, why do we need that feeling of value? What do you think? Like, I think it gives you a sense of worth, a sense of purpose. Yeah. Uh, a sense of meaning, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Simple as that. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah I mean, 
No, I, I agree. I, I would fucking hate to go walk into an office every day and you're just one of the drones that's in yeah. there. And in a cubicle. You, even if, I mean, it could be like the uh, the guy in, in Petia this weekend who, he, he died on the street and he was slumped over holding on to like a, 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 a pole on a beer bar oh. for two hours. <laughs> he was dead for two hours. And nobody... People just walking by, you know, oh, fucking... Man. Really? Yeah, man. But you could be like one of those, just one of those fucking what, rent seekers. Rent seekers, yeah. But, you know, you, you would go into the job yeah. not thinking no. that that's the case, right? I mean, how fucking soul-destroying would yeah. that be, you know? When you, I mean, I guess like rent-seeking... At your desk, and nobody would be the wiser, you know. Yeah. It's like, well, yeah, true. And uh, I guess rent seeking sort of in the eye of the beholder too. Like, what you know, the idea of value, I guess, is kind of subjective. But there's a lot of jobs that could fall into that category in modern, you know, the modern workplace. A lot of corporate jobs, a lot of certain kinds of bureaucracy, anything in the government. You know, it could be kind of similar to that. And like, if you're not getting that. Uh, that fulfillment from your job, which I don't think most people are, it's does sort of leave like a hole in you, you know? Yeah. And I get that sometimes, like when I'm doing my shit and it's not like, you're like, God, <laughs> did I even fucking doing? accomplish anything, yeah. you know? And like I, that, I that does seek, affect you. It's weird. People seek validation. Yeah. Don't they? So firstly, they want to be told that they're doing a good job. Not, not only told, but they want to know in themselves that they've achieved something and they've done something of worth. They do want to be told too, but yes. yeah. So, so there's, I think there's two, there's, yeah, there's two, there's, it's like a two-pronged thing. But I, I think people know in themselves, don't they, if they're being, yeah. if they're being um, useful or, or not. And I don't know, yeah. I, and I don't think it's something you can uh, consciously think about or change. I think it's like your soul is the one that's determining your, your value, your rent-seeking behavior. You know, it's like you, uh, yeah, you can't really people, convince yourself and overcome. Being like, no, I am adding value, actually, and like convince yourself of that. It just doesn't work. Yeah, some, but some people are happy, though, aren't they, to be... Yeah, to, just to fly under the radar and, and keep guess, their head yeah. down and, and be a job Go unnoticed. And, yeah, and I've met people like this all my career. You know, people who who were who were a lot older than me when I was at my architect's practice, who just didn't have ambition yeah. to to be something. And to be honest, now that I'm sort of a projectory, I, I feel like them. You know, I'm like, yeah. well, I haven't really got an ambition to to be in inverted <laughs> commas something at this company. You know, uh, and the more. I think I'm the more the, the older I get, the more I'm siding with those guys. It's like, <laughs> why would you want to be something at somebody else's company? It's just yeah, it just seems so worth worthless to me. Well, I think well, yeah, I guess people just seek such different shit because so many people like just the comfort of knowing that paychecks come in <sighs> in two weeks. Yeah, you know, I did. Yeah, and I do. It I provides like a real balance for your life where you don't even have to think about. Uh, you know, like the life planning stuff. Oh, money's tight. You know, it's like just such a steady stream of income. Which, and also, most people are up to the eyes in debt. True, aren't they, yeah, as well, it's you know? growing. Yeah, constantly. Mm. I think I saw something recently that like the average. I don't know it was millennial or something. It was like thirty three thousand dollars in debt was like the average yeah. of some group. I can't. Remember. You see, <laughs> this that is makes all me fucking out better. of my ass. You know, but. 
but it was some yeah. massive number, massive uh, number. Isn't it like uh, six out of ten Americans have got four hundred dollars or something? And yeah, is that I was right? just like their to, net. If if they had an emergency, a thousand dollar emergency, yeah. they, they couldn't afford to, yeah, to do that. Yeah. At the end of the day, our whole system is debt. It's just but, based yeah. on debt, you know. And I was thinking this today. Most people are one paycheck away from being homeless. Right. Yeah. They, they really are. If if one paycheck goes, I think got homeless one, is a okay. A it's big a leap. Step. Yeah. It's a leap, but theoretically, but for, they're living paycheck to paycheck. Like yeah. like like, there's no buffer. There's a tiny buffer for a rainy day. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah. Fuck you know. And how does that, it's interesting how that changes the way you think about your life and uh, the world when you're paycheck to paycheck or, you know, you're, you're struggling. It's really hard to be a long-term thinker, you know, <laughs> like, like you're worrying about the next thing. You're doing math in your head, you know, I, I think it would probably be, uh, what, what's the word, uh, uh, fucking hell, um, counterproductive. Totally. If you were to think long term and what the sad part about it is that that that's like a negative feedback loop because if you're mm. able to think long term you're inherently making almost always better financial decisions as opposed to thinking in the short term you're not afforded the luxury of of time and investing and things like that you know and hoping and dreaming yeah yeah <laughs> or, or or yeah taking a risk yeah. to make a big move and yeah. fall into life-changing money you know you're just, you got that paycheck to worry about. But isn't society so fucked? I'm sorry, I'm, I'm going to go off on one now. Why, why, why are 95% of us like this? Why are we all fucking living this, this, this lifestyle where we're, we're going from paycheck to paycheck, working for other people in jobs we fucking hate? What, why has is, why is society and culture pushed us there? Why, why are we in this position now? Why, why are none of us really fucking fulfilled and enjoying what we're doing and going through transformations and becoming the person that we really fucking want to be? Why are we not seeing the fucking writing on the wall and fucking getting out of, of the fucking shitty jobs that we fucking hate? It, why? Is is it manufactured? Is society manufactured like that, or are we just placid and humans are just fucking okay? We'll go where the fucking money is, and we'll go where, you know, we're just fucking mindless lemmings, fucking mining for for the next five hundred dollars paycheck. It's mm. what what the fuck? What's going on? I I've got a few ideas. Okay. Um. First, it's all about control, isn't it? I mean, that's what it comes down to. But when you were, it's, it's funny that you bring this up because when you were talking about being at school, being in rows and things like that, nothing really much has changed since the beginning of the Industrial Revolution. I mean, this is where these t this format of schooling came about was all of the people from the country were coming into these uh, to the cities to w to work in work in factories and um, child labor was uh, was part of the equation in those days so the factory bosses built these schools and this is how it was done yeah so it was almost like a a production line of uh, and you were lucky i mean that was a fucking that was Cutting edge benefit, you know, major benefit. Um, 
but really nothing much has changed since then yeah. in the, 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 the format and, and what we're being taught as well. Yeah, Industrial um, Revolution, yeah, that's when yeah. it all started, right? Yeah. So it was, I, I found it really interesting that you brought up, you know, the fact that the, the school where they're, they're in the forest, they're doing shit there, you know, I mean, why not? Why the fuck not do that? And so I think we're absolutely fucking conditioned and our parents have been conditioned yeah. and our grandparents have been conditioned. Yeah. And not only that. Accept it. It's impossible to drop out of society. You can't. It's illegal. You can't be homeless. You can't say I'm I'm moving into the woods and fucking I'm going to become a hunter yeah. and, and trapper. Yeah. You you can't so do that. You, do you Society want to? and the world is not set up to do that. You kind of harp on that. Do you want to do it? <laughs> I, I think something inside my heart yearns to do it, but uh, all I all I get is like this midpoint at the moment where I go up country and I'm in like this limbo <laughs> land in between that and what I'm doing now. Yeah. So I'm not fully all the way, <laughs> yeah. and I don't have the skills to do it either, Willie. But yeah, I, I harp on it. Yes, I'd love to do it. Yeah, I'd love to be. I'd love to go and live in the woods and fucking catch fish and. It'd be fucking I'm just imagining in my mind. Yeah, massive long beard <laughs> and fucking oi there as well with a super long hair. <laughs> They've gone feral. <laughs> Guys, have you, catching have you ever, rats and. Have you ever lit a fire? Yeah. Isn't it wonderful? Yeah, <laughs> man. To sit around yeah. the fire, man. There's something inherently warming and comforting about having a fire because when you lit a fire you, you could you could eat you, you could have safety you could have warmth you could have comfort and uh, how do you think the first cavemen started with fire do you think there was like forest fires or lightning that hit trees and like they they went on fire and then they they yeah. sort of thought, how can we replicate Forest fires, yeah. my guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah I do yeah. as well. Have you seen the Jungle Book, the new, latest film? Mm-mm. Oh, they talk about the red... You mean the documentary? <laughs> <laughs> the feral child. They talk about the, the red flower the or something, bears. they call it. But mm, Right, yeah. But Sorry, go on. No, I, I want to get back to what you were saying. Yeah. I don't know. Society isn't set up like that. You can't drop out. If you drop out, you're a weirdo. Okay. If if you go and live... Have you you ever seen the... the, I'm sorry, Jimmy. But have you ever seen... There's a guy uh, in America. I can't remember his name now. But he runs like ultra marathons. And he's got like this long gray beard. And he's about 80 years old. Yeah, I've seen him. He lives in a (laughs) bus. He lives in a... (laughs) Forrest Gump. He lives in a bus. Basically in the middle of the woods. And... If you thought of as a weirdo, aren't you? If, if, if you do that, you're a hermit or a fucking outcast or... I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't see the relationship, though, between those guys, the, those outlier hermits and like, the po- overall point you're making, though, of like the nine to five. Just, just that they... If, if you do decide to go to completely that direction, then um, people look at you like you're crazy. I think that's always been true. I think... Yeah. No, but I don't well, think that's a 20th always, century. Conc- no, 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 I don't think no, that's a 20th century creation. No, no, it's not always been true because people used to live like that. People still live like okay, that. Okay, the, the last Amazonian like three, jungles. three, four hundred years. Yeah, yeah. But, but why? Why is it weird? Because we're conforming to create we're a society to. Well, yeah. No, I mean it. Th- those things are passed down, but like, I think that it's just part of the social contract that we try to work and live together and work within a community. I think we seek communities and people that don't 
we look at them like kind of like, oh, huh. But I bet these guys that disappear into the woods, I bet if there was another 10 people there all doing the same thing and they were living together as a community, I bet I bet that wouldn't be off the... But wouldn't then maybe more people go, like if that grows big enough, then the, that guy would probably leave that community too. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know, man, but... So, so to your point of the 20th century and the... Um, what were you talking about? You're talking about uh, the, the Industrial Revolution. You think that's yeah. where this like kind of unstoppable machine of the way there are homogenized lifestyles. Well, th- th- this is where, this is when the, the developed, yeah. uh, the more developed Western economies uh, went from being agrarian to, you know, being uh, city dwellers. And you it know, really changed everything. Large towns came about and, and uh, everything we see today is, is based on, on, on that blueprint yeah. in, in one way, shape or form. Um, Do you think that's why there's more... Psych- so so the, these, the society was built around these factories. So, you know, people, the, the, there's... I don't think people are wrong where they're saying education is a production mill... Right. Where students yeah. fall off the end and then, you know, uh, go into corporate slavery, if you, you know, for one of a, you know, but uh, so, yeah, you know, I think that's why, you know, we just and then, of course, we've got all of the external, the media and, yeah. uh, you know, society at large sort of, uh, you know, saying, oh, no, you, you can't be that guy with the grey beard doing the running, you know, he, he yeah. doesn't fit in. Oh, uh, buy the latest Ford uh, Mustang. Look yeah, at it. Look how debt, guys. Look how Come on. Shiny it is. Come on. You can afford it. It's only $500 so, a month for the rest of your fucking life. And that, that was kind of life. Our, our way to, of like scaling society, you know? Like, like that was how we got everybody. And war was the thing that drove a lot of that, too, you know? Like, like getting everybody moving Munitions in that direction yep. and convincing people and using the dark arts tactics. <laughs> to uh, keep people in that line, you know, mm. to keep mo- moving that that direction. Yeah, I mean, just just look at Thailand. Um, that really, there's there's still a lot of urbanization going on. There's still a lot of people coming in from from yeah. the country. Um, so you know, I mean, it's it's still still very new. Um, and and look at how look at the dynamics of globalization and how that works. You know. Just imagine rocking up into India and all of a sudden there's fucking hundreds of thousands or millions of people that are just being completely economically displaced and forced to go into these urban areas and, and, you know, from these wonderful little happy farms that they had. And they're in a fucking sweatshop. They're in a factory. You know, they're just fucking grinding it, man, day in, day out. And then... Two, three generations later, we're all fucking on antidepressants, aren't we? And uh, yeah, and we wonder fucking why, don't we? So, getting back to your school thing, here's here's an I. In a way, the the communists, the Chinese, the Russians, they've got it right in a way. In that, um, they will at a very young age they will identify what a child is very good at. And I'm talking specifically here at, you know, sports. Right. So we've all seen those sort of... Engineer them. Exactly. But imagine if we had a society like that where we, you have a kid and you're, 
you're taught as parents to really support the kid in whatever that kid wants to do. And then that will set the fucking path for that kid. Vocational. Exactly. So, you know, it doesn't matter if it's a footballer or a scientist or whatever. There you go. You've got to reach your true potential. You know, you've got to really do, you know, what you want to do. And it doesn't matter. You could change your mind. But I I think that seems a much more... uh, Yeah, um, Yeah, Willie and I spoke about this the other day, that... um, why why is i mean some people at school are naturally gifted in maths and and science and shit but some people are always going to be <laughs> some people are always going to be joiners or carpenters yeah. or, or fucking yeah. uh you know mechanics Absolutely. and at some point you should make a decision and parents and kids together should be able to make a decision are you going to be vocational or are you going to be you know a nerd fuck knows can we can we lighten things up a bit? Do it. Uh, oh. can, can we can we do it? I thought uh, I was giving a little bit of ray sunshine to your. It was you that fucking brought us on the no, downer. No, no, <laughs> anti <laughs> nine to five rant, anti school oh, rant. No, no, yeah. no. I'm sorry, <laughs> you know, Jim, 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 Jim. Listen to me. What, I, what I, do you think you would have been? Okay, if you would have. But, but before I say that, can I just say something? Mm. I didn't mean to say can we lighten things up like like you're taking things down. I meant I meant to say like. I want to say something like funny. All right. Uh, do do a funny piece. But what would I have been? Uh, well, I'm shit with my hands. My hands are like dyslexic. <laughs> I, I can't fucking uh, like do the most menial task, like take a, something off. Right. Uh, I, I, my his hands girlfriend are like still has to dress him in the morning. I know it's crazy. <laughs> Sorry, his so wife. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm hand retarded. So, okay. So, but so I'm you'd also be looking at doing something with your feet. <laughs> yeah, case. dancing, <laughs> dancing. Yeah, that's what I would have been. Foot-based jobs. <laughs> yeah, I would have been footloose. <laughs> My feet are fucking grip, but my hands are retarded. <laughs> <laughs> On the assembly line. <laughs> All right, son. So, yeah, this this cuts down the opportunities by 50%. <laughs> like sat there with a pen or a, or a paintbrush in between my toes. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> Super artistic feet. <laughs> uh, can we do our weekly segment? He put what where? He put... Should we sing it together? You ready? <laughs> One, two, three. He put what, where? He put what, where? He put what, where? He put what of his bum or cock? <laughs> right. That last oh. line is kind of an homage to you. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. You, A man you, you came... You that Chinese boy. <laughs> yeah. A USB boy. A man came into <laughs> ER. <laughs> Uh, Ying Ting Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> All he wanted to be was just connected to the world. Uh, a man came into our ER, blue in the face, looking like he was about to die. They checked all over his body, but couldn't find out what was wrong. They flipped him over and saw a tail coming out of his bum hole. <laughs> <laughs> After doing a t- CT scan, they found a rat inside his rectum. The rat had bit off part of his colon and the man was suffering from internal bleeding, which is why his face turned blue. (laughs) Apparently, the man decided to place a condom over the live rat to suffocate it and then place it up his butt so its breathing would hit his prostate and he would feel pleasure. The man made full recovery, but the poor rat died. (laughs) Poor rat. Oh, ratty rat. Ratatouille. 
<laughs> that is fucking unbelievable. What was he expecting? Like, you know, the rat sort of going. <laughs> was like going to like blow the condom up and down a little bit and just tickle his like uh, G spot. Unbelievable. So, I wonder how many different sort of animals he went through to sort of arrive at I think he probably rat. tried an eel. There's another story about a man who put an eel up his bum to eat away his constipation, apparently. That's what he said. That's a good alibi. Yeah. That's strong, quite good. Strong it's quite, one. It's quite uh, yeah. imaginative, isn't it? <laughs> That's good. It's, uh, have you ever heard the, the rumour about Richard Gere? Uh, gerbils. Yeah, they put a gerbil up his... Where do fucking rooms like that? Do you think it was like... It's like Scientology, isn't it? When you leave Scientology, that's it. You're fucked. You get a fucking... Uh, a, rumor, a rumor like that's got to have some truth to it, though, right? There's no smoke without fire, Willie. Yes. <laughs> I fucking... But, uh, so so uh, where was this, then? Uh, I don't know, mate. It doesn't say. It's, it's not location-specific. It's uh, happened everywhere. But I, I would say... Where would you say, if you had to guess, America or maybe Eastern Europe? I, I was thinking, yeah, I was thinking sort of the uh, Balkans. Yeah, <laughs> sort of. East, uh, yeah, definitely uh, the Balkans somewhere. Yeah, dudes, right? I went down a fucking great rabbit hole the other day. One of my lovely rabbit holes, right? Have you ever heard? You, you know, everybody knows Freddie Mercury, right? Yep. Have you ever seen how good he fucking really is, Jimmy? Yeah. Have you? Have you, Willie? Yeah. Stage presence. C- can I just uh, play okay. you this, right? He's the man. Th- this is, if you want to check it out on YouTube, Freddie Mercury versus Crowd, right? And I'm going to play it for a little bit, and then it goes into Under Pressure. Mm. And the Great bass track. line for Under Pressure, pressure. is fucking... Just listen boom, to this. Boom, right? boom, boom, Fuck you, darling. Oh, great one. That's a great song.
take us out, Freddie? Fred, Freddie taking us home? I think we're about out of time, huh? So, what? He, he was such a fucking performer. Mm. That dude, man. He was the best singer ever, man. He was so fucking talented. He was uber talented. And those guys, him and Brian May and, and Deakin and, and all those other guys, they fucking made some great fucking songs, dudes. Unbelievable. Yeah. Very unique sound. But, but what I wanted to say is that then I, I went down, uh, I, I clicked on a video that said uh, Freddie Mercury's tragic A story. And one hour and 30 minutes later, I was fucking bummed out. <laughs> Why? Like, like it went into super detail? Oh, or man, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like real detail. Like he was bisexual and, and he stopped like sleeping with his wife after a while because he knew and, and uh, then he had the test. And, and back in those days, there was no treatment. It was a death sentence. Like, like yeah. people wouldn't even, like they knew they had it, but they wouldn't bother going for tests because it was pointless. Oh, right, that you're gonna die anyway, and you're gonna die in a horrific way. And it, it please, uh, strangers, go and watch the video because it, I think it's worth watching. But it's called Freddie Mercury's Tragic A Story, and it's it's got live uh, acting in it. So people playing Freddie Mercury and his partner and stuff, and oh, they yeah. wear like really stupid wigs. And they, there's like an English guy speaking with an American accent that's really bad and it's really weird. Wasn't he? It's so fucking He was weird. in the Sid Vicious move, something. He was tied up in Sid Vicious, right? I don't know. He, there, there were, it at was, the studios, they, yeah. they met, didn't they? Oh, yeah, Alan yeah, Parker yeah. said some interesting yeah. shit about him. I, I'm, yeah, and, and Freddie Mercury just sort of, didn't sort of, he was just being Freddie Mercury, man. Yeah, that was flamboyant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, but he man. talks like this, darling. Oh, hello, <laughs> darling. Oh, wonderful, darling. But it's just, oh, man. I, I implore you all to go and watch that documentary. And What's just, it called? It's called Freddie Mercury, Tragic AIDS Story. And AIDS Story. Yeah. Uh, and it's just such a, a beautiful mm. portrayal of, of, of a fucking cool guy and a fucking rock icon and a guy that we can all aspire to be. When Freddie Mercury was on stage, he fucking let himself go. He didn't give a fuck about mm. what anyone wanted. And his talent was, was, it spanned generations and it will continue to span generations. And it was, it was fucking, it was so effortless, man. It was yeah, fucking man. cool. Yeah. And, and fucking powerful and his connected. Vocal, uh, his vocal was unbelievable. Yeah, there's some yeah, people man. where that just hits on all levels you know mm. it's like they're effortlessly doing something that is so hard to yeah. do and how weird though that they had Freddie Mercury but they also had fucking Deacon and May fucking great bassist guitarist and drummer and they all just came together these superb musicians so not only was the Mercury but he had the fucking musicians to back him up and mm. that's where magic is made and do you ever wonder though if uh, like that era of music existed in the, the Spotify streaming democratized era that we're in now where you maybe can the, yeah. maybe find they won't be discovered or, yeah, I don't know. Uh, that sounds like a good pop podcast subject, really. Because um, you could see how it could be a, a positive or a negative. You know, and it's a razor thin finding those those groups. Yeah. You know, there's probably a hundred others that didn't make it that were super talented. I'm sure there were. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think, uh, what are we? We're, we're quite a way in now, guys. And I, I've enjoyed this episode. I've, Hour I've 10. I've spoken far too much, but... 
Uh, I've really enjoyed it. And uh, yeah, cool. All right. Find us uh, on Twitter at Strange Life for This. Find us on Instagram at Strange Life for This. This Strange Dot Life is our uh, web page. You can find me at Willie Delius. Mickey? Uh, you can find me at Crypto Mickey on Twitter. <laughs> Jimmy? You can find me <laughs> uh, running with the little girl from uh, Little House on the Prairie, and I'm the li- I'm her little brother, and we're both falling over, going rolling down the hill the because meadows. the mum's got the fucking dinner on. <laughs> oh, that sounds wonderful. Beautiful image. What a beautiful image. And we'd like to thank our sponsors as well. Um, uh, Zest. So Zest are a Massano project with a charitable element. You can... Go and catch them at zestcoin.io or zest.io. Yep. Zestcoin.io, I think. Um, and also Next Pack, N-E-X-T-P-A-K-K. Go and find them out. They're a last mile uh, delivery solution for uh, parcels. Uh, basically, people can open up their shops and uh, stuff for, for parcel deliveries. So uh, to, to ward away potential gypsy-like... <laughs> uh, People coming to steal people's parcels, and they can do deliveries as well. So it really, it really fucking. You got to be careful of the gypsies. Yeah. This day and age. Well, saying the word. No, just oh, out yeah, there yeah, in the streets, yeah, yeah. you know. So I think they provide a really fucking cool uh, <laughs> service. Uh, so next pack, go and check them out. And uh, strangers, uh, we fucking love you all. Come and find us. Well, Willie's always said, at Strange Life for this on Twitter, but y- there You're you, talking can find too much. Our, you can find our Discord group. Uh, so come and talk to us in Discord. All, All right, right guys. Adios. Bye-bye. Take care. Mwah.